This episode brought to you by Manscaped. Use code REVISITED for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Can you hear me? It began at a party. It was only a game. David, will you return to the living one day? Bullshit. Careful, Jim, you're upsetting David. David, are you all right? Yeah, he's all right. He's just a little dead, that's all. Shut up, Jim! What's he gonna do, haunt me? Oh my god! Witchboard from Parker Brothers. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Halloween Horror Month here on 80s Revisited as we progressed through the decade and our W-titled horror films as we cover the classic, question mark, Witchboard. Right here, of course, I am your haunted host, Trey Harris, and the board to my witch, whatever that means, <laughs> producer extraordinaire, Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. I'm sitting here, I got my board, rubbing the planchet, Jesse's communicating to me. Mm-hmm. Through, uh, yes, you know, through. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, calm down, Jesse. Oh, god, the spirits are oh, god. no anyway. <laughs> Can you say anything <laughs> anyway? Uh, Ouija boards are so dumb. Uh, let's, let's get that out of the way. It's dumb, <laughs> it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's talk about witch boards though, because they're totally different from Ouija boards, as we'll get into. But we're talking about Witchboard, originally released in wide release. It came out earlier uh, in actually late 86 in a limited release in December. But we're going to go with the wide release, which was March 13th, Friday the 13th, 1987. IMDb gives it a 5.6. Rotten Tomatoes, 50% critics, 41% audience. So not, you know, less than 10% difference there. Estimated $2 million budget. I don't see it. Uh, (laughs) Opened. At 2.9, so in its opening weekend, it did make its budget back. However, 2.9 was only good enough for number 10 that week. Number one was Lethal Weapon in its second week. Number two was Platoon in its 13th week. And a superior horror film was also playing at this time, Elm Street Part 3, in third place. I'm sorry, at thir- in third place in its third week. So triple three there for Nightmare 3. The Dream Warriors, uh, which board would go on to domestically grow 7.3. So, you know, based on a $2 million budget, it made some money, made a good bit of money, actually. $5.3 million is a lot of freaking money to 99% of Americans uh, worldwide. It might have made more, but uh, the only, you know, the only thing the uh, Internet is showing is 7.3. And, of course, so hard to find some rental information unless it was a blockbuster. So but I'm sure it made money on rentals because that's where I saw it for the first time. My aunt rented it when they came in to visit from Texas. And I walk in on the part where, again, spoiler alert, because uh, we're talking about a movie that's 30 years old, almost oh, over, almost 40 years old, I guess I should say, uh, where the chick goes out the window and gets impaled on the thing outside. And I was, cre- this movie creeped me out <laughs> as a eight-year-old watching it uh, when I walked in on it halfway, not knowing what's going on. Just like, what the heck is happening? This, this is terrifying. Uh, but anyway, it was directed by Kevin Tinney or Tanay, however he pronounces it, not sure. He also would go on to direct Night of the Demons, which is great. Uh, The sequel, Witchboard 2, the first sequel, because there's actually two sequels to this, and another film called Pinocchio's Revenge. 
I guess he gets on top of people and lies until his nose impales him or some, something like that, because it definitely sounds like a horror film. He also wrote it, uh, again, not much. He isn't some sort of, you know, prolific writer or director, but he did write Witchboard 2 and 3. Cinematography by Roy H. Wagner. He's got some horror cred because he did Return to Horror High. He also would go on to do another stakeout with uh, Dreyfus and Estevez, Nick of Time with Johnny Depp, and he was the cinematographer on the show The Beast, which we talk about on our Roadhouse episode, which will be referenced multiple times in this episode as well, with the late, great Patrick Swayze. Now, this movie's cast, <laughs> if you want to see some acting, if you mm-hmm. want a class on, on acting, this is the movie for you, because let me tell you something. These actors are top-notch B-plus movie actors. These, these aren't B-movie actors, ladies and gentlemen. These are B-plus movie actors. Uh, led by Tom Allen, as, excuse me, Todd Allen as Jim. He was in two episodes of Freddy's Nightmares. He was in Witchboard 2, Collateral Damage with Arnold, and Django Unchained. So he's, he's got some stuff to his credit there, but uh, I will always remember him from Witchboard. Uh, and his... Uh, Kind his uh bromance nemesis slash nemesis, uh, Stephen Nichols was Brandon. Uh, now this dude is gotta be the greatest soap opera actor of all time. Uh, he had a long stint in Days of Our Lives, a long stint in Santa Barbara, the show, not the city, unless he lives there, a, a long stint in General Hospital, and a long stint on Young and the Restless. So he pretty much, if you watch any daytime television, this dude should look familiar to you because he's major uh, soap opera star. Uh, but he has some horror cred, too, aside from Witchboard, because he was in the original House. And starring 80s icon Tony Katane as Linda. And if you don't know who she is, go watch the Here I Go Again on My Own video from Whitesnake. That's Tony Katane uh, okay. wildly dancing on the hood of that car. And that's uh, what most people know her from. <laughs> Except Witchboard, diehard Witchboard fans, they know her from this. And uh, Kathleen Wilhoit, or Wilhoit was Zarabeth, the aforementioned psychic who falls out of a window and gets impaled. Uh, but she was also, as I said earlier, I foreshadowed this. She was the wait- one of the waitresses in Roadhouse. She was also in The Edge with uh, uh, Alec Baldwin and uh, Hannibal Lecter, uh, Anthony Hopkins. And also one episode of Twin Peaks. So in that, one of the shortest cast lists we've ever had on the podcast, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Uh, now, like I said, this film, I saw it when it was on video, uh, never, never saw it from the beginning till many years later when I was trying to think, what was this movie I saw that my aunt showed me when I was way too young that scared the crap out of me? It was something with a, you know, a Ouija board and the woman flies out the window. And of course, a quick Google search led me to Witchboard. So I didn't see it from start to finish till many years later. And I haven't seen it in a wh- good long while until uh, last week when I watched it again. But uh, this movie's actually really entertaining, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, again, I would say it's, it's a really good, it's a B-plus movie. That's the best way to describe it. It's, uh, you know, the acting is, is total B-movie quality, but it's good B-movie quality. And the story, honestly, it's, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's pretty original because, uh, you know, some people ever, you know, the, we can thank The Exorcist for making people terrified of Ouija boards. Uh, this movie also has uh, some of the, like the the most predictable. It's like jump scare one hundred and one in this movie. When you whenever you know a jump scare is coming, it will happen, absolutely guaranteed. Uh, the effects are great, and by that I mean B movie, B plus movie level great. Uh, you get a decapitation that's 
blatantly obvious that the head is, you know, un- the fake head is, you know, the real head's under the shoulders and, you know, the, the styrofoam head's on top. Uh, great dummy work with, uh, you know, people getting crushed and stuff like that. But uh, it's just, it's, honestly, like this, it's just, it's, a, it's fun because it's, 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 I don't know if it's so bad it's good because it's not like it's, it's hard to say. It is a, it is not a, it's not a, I'm really kind of flabbergasted how to describe it because huh. I really like this movie. <laughs> I think it's really good, but it's just the production level doesn't get into that A movie quality, if that makes sense. That's why I call it a B plus movie uh, because it's definitely, it's better than most B movies, but it's not good enough to be an A movie. I guess that's, and that's, that's the quality of everything in it. The acting, the cinematography, the music, the effects, all that. But it's just fun. I don't know, man. I had a smile on my face watching it because it's so it's so silly. It's very predictable. It's almost like a, you know, like I said, uh, uh, like a really good quality TV movie in, in, uh, as well from back in the day. Not recently, because now TV movies are the new Hellraiser and, you know, Prey and all that kind of stuff. So TV, mo- yeah. TV movies or streaming movies, as they're called today, you know, aren't like t- uh, TV movies from back in the 80s where there was a definite difference in quality <laughs> for sure. But uh, one thing I have to mention in this movie, a great drinking game for this movie is every time somebody says, damn it, Jim, take a <laughs> shot. Because Todd Allen's character is named Jim, and he is kind of, he's a brash asshole in this movie. But I swear, like, Brandon says it, Tony Katane says it. I think it's like, at least, there's at least three times. But somebody literally just says, damn it, Jim. And every time, I'm like, I'm a doctor, not a... Whatever, you know, whatever the yeah. scene's saying. It's, 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 just, it's just so hilarious that, like, nobody's wa- they're not filming this thinking, like, hey, wait, maybe we should not say, damn it, Jim. And <laughs> the, I, think, like, the, I think they caught on after the third or the fourth one because they don't say it. Like, there's a, a clear point in the movie where they stop saying, damn it, Jim, and start saying, like, Jesus, Jim, or other stuff because of the Star Trek <laughs> reference. That's just all over the place. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen this one... Uh, Jesse, I might need you to have to look up if it's streaming, because again, even though I say that at the end of every episode, either off cam or off live mic, <laughs> I forgot to check it out on this stuff uh, before this episode. But last I checked, it was streaming on Amazon. Talking uh, about Witchboard? Might be, yeah. I mean, I'm watching the or, whole movie on YouTube right now. Yeah, there you go. So when in doubt, YouTube. There you go. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think anybody's looking for the copyright on it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this is one that, like, I could see this being remade. And being, you know, being a complete product of today's horror climate. But uh, I don't know. This one's it's, the storyline between Brandon and Jim is fantastic. It's total like bromance. It goes from like, like these guys hate each other. But, but then you find out, oh, they used to be friends. And then they both care about Linda. So it's like uh, then they start like, oh, we got we got to be friends again to save Linda. And then he's like, Brandon's like, I'm going to Big Bear Lake to find out how David died. And Jim's just like, well, hey, maybe I should come with you. <laughs> it's just like, it's just so like, it's so bromancy at the end because they just become immediate friends again. But it's good. It's a, it's a fun, this, like I said, this movie's just fun and it's silly fun. It tries to be scary and some of the jump scares might get you. But again, they're, every one of them is a hundred percent predictable when it comes to it. But it's just, like I said, the, the bottom line is this movie's just fun. And uh, it's definitely fun. It's a good. It's a good Halloween. It's a good uh, light Halloween movie. Like I mean, The Exorcist is, is deep. Is like rough. Is a rough watch. This one is like you know you have a few drinks and some friends over and watch Witchboard and it's, and y'all gonna have a good time 
laughing about it. It's, it's a good uh, group watch, I would say, especially if nobody's seen it, just because it's so, it's, it's cheesy, but it's good cheesy. I don't know. I think I've done enough <laughs> job kind of saying where I stand on it. But Jesse, I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to wager everything I own that you have never seen this movie before. Well, double up everything you own, because I have not seen it. Yeah! Yeah! I'm rich! No, no, I'm not. I just got two of everything and no room to put it. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, uh, if you haven't seen it and you're a horror fan, you're looking for something, just something light, something funny, something that is absolutely dripping with 80s, the 80s aesthetic, uh, this is the movie for you, 100%. I mean, it's got Tony Contain in it. You know, the It Girl for a couple of months there in the 80s. Thanks to White Snake, but actually, more on that in the trivia. Which there's a perfect segue right into the trivia. But uh, Tony Katane actually made this movie before the White Snake video. Uh, she made that video while this mo- while the movie was in post production, and they were both released sh- like right around the same time. But so the music video actually not only made her famous, but increased the sales and the tickets for Witchboard. So it was a very symbiotic happenstance for the uh tony katane uh popularity contest well not a contest just uh the uh i don't know however you want to however you want to put it you get what i'm saying uh how it worked out for her at least (laughs) in this movie (laughs) benefited from it more than anything and strangely enough you know the real horror was the fact that tony katane was dating oj simpson while Mm. filming this movie so uh thank goodness she got out of that relationship now, this is pretty funny, uh, or interesting, I should say, because, again, this Halloween horror this, uh, this year on a- here on Age Revisited is all about the letter W, and every movie starts with the letter W. Uh, for no other reason than I had a couple of movie, horror movies that started with the letter W that I wanted to watch and do on the podcast. So I figured, oh, let me find some others. And thankfully, there were at least three more, one of which we won't do this year, uh, that I found. But anyway, but the next film we're doing next week is Waxwork. And the house in this movie... Witchboard is the same house used in waxwork. Wow. So, uh, and it's since been this, it's a very, fa- it's a, it's been in a lot of other films too. Willard, the 1971 version, uh, but it has quote, since been retired from filming. So the house is retired. Mm. So I guess that just means it's a private residence again, is all that really means, I guess. But uh, behind, some of the stuff on this film as well, uh, principal photography, when they were shooting it, it was actually called. Ouija, Ouija, excuse me, as Brandon says in the film, Ouija. It was originally shot as Ouija in 1985 at the Higgins Verbeck Hirsch Mansion. So there's the name of the place. And it's in Windsor Square, LA. It was also filmed in Big Bear Valley, which I spent a good amount of time because my parents had a bed and breakfast up there pre COVID and thankfully sold it before. So when they're actually up in Big Bear, I'm like, that looks very familiar, like certain aspects, parts of the lake and everything. Uh, when they discovered that Parker Brothers didn't own the title for Ouija, their attorney told them that, uh, no, excuse me, I, I got I added a wrong participle there, if that's the right term. <laughs> Don't come <laughs> at me, English teachers. I've been out of school way too long. Uh, when the filmmakers discovered that did discover that Parker Brothers, uh, hold on, no, I had it right. Hold on. My, my, the IMDb fact here that I copied and pasted is just badly <laughs> written. Let me sum up. Basically, Parker Brothers didn't own the title. But their attorney told them that they couldn't use it or say Ouija or use the Parker Brothers board in the film. So the errors and omissions carrier 
in the, on, their, on the film's insurance didn't approve of the filmmakers having already shot with the board. So they put up a $50,000 bond to prevent any potential litigation from Parker Brothers. But there was no lawsuit. And one of the producers stated that there should have been cleared before they started filming. But they received the insurance to change the title to Witchboard and were allowed to pay the bond as well as to integrate the early board footage with the new board footage. As shown when Jim and Brandon at Big Bear, however, the filmmakers were divided about the title change with many preferring Ouija, which there is a movie now that has come out since this movie called Ouija. While the mm-hmm. others, other producers felt that Witchboard was a cooler title, which it is. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Witchboard's cooler, even though there's nothing to do with witches or anything like that. But it is a cooler title than Ouija. Uh, there also, the director, John Tierney, wrote the script while he was a student at uh, uh, University of Southern California. He was inspired to write a horror film based on a Ouija board because he began to research the concept, which they say 50 times in this movie, quote, progressive entrapment which, again, is all bullshit, uh, but is an element that figures briefly in The Exorcist in which an individual becomes progressively entrapped by a spirit, which, again, is also called bullshit. Uh, He stated in interviews that despite being a horror film, he sought to create a character-driven film, which he kind of (laughs) did. The characters are great in this movie, although, you know, again, totally B-movie, B-plus movie level. Uh, but as some elements of the script were based on incidents he had heard of while researching the experience, close friends and others had that had had with Ouija boards. He believed the viewers would resonate from being ba- this based in facts, despite it being fictitious. Though he never believed in the board himself, he admitted that the board was creepy because this is a board made at a Parker Brothers game factory. There is nothing. These boards have no connection to the spirit world. It's just a game. That's all these Ouija boards are. Because I'm picking my wife a little bit. She's always like, oh, you know, I'm like, hey, Otto, I got a Ouija board for Halloween. You want to like, you know, play? Like, no, 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 no. Like she's, she's <laughs> agnostic, atheist, uh, a little bit of both. You know, one you know, kind of goes between both of them. But, you know, it's like, I'm like, oh, oh, you're an atheist. Why can't you, why can't we play with a Ouija board? What's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> you know, uh, of course, I'm teasing. Because I also believe that the Ouija board is bullshit. <laughs> it's just cardboard. Uh, but anyway, rounding out the trivia of this film, two unrelated sequels, Witchboard 2, The Devil's Doorway, and Witchboard 3, The Possession, were released in 93 and 95, respectively. So, uh, th- you know, like I said, this film could use a reboot. It'd be, I think, you know, it, honestly, if you, if, with the right actors, basically just redo this movie, but keep it at that B-plus movie level. And it would be fantastic. You know, don't try to make it serious, which I, I would assume the movie Ouija tried to, because I think there's like two or three sequels to that movie. Never seen it. Uh, but yeah, bottom line, this is a, it's, it's fun. It's, I enjoyed watching it. It's so, you know, it's not so bad. It's good. It's, it's just, it's a mediocre movie that's actually really entertaining, you know? So I wouldn't say it's so bad. It's good. Uh, we'll put it in that category. But score wise, uh, like I said, I, I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed revisiting it. And I'd give it a 6.5. So kind of like in wow. a little bit higher than uh, kind of in a transposed IMDb, which was 5.6. Critics were 50. Audience was 41. I'd give it a little bit higher because, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, there, is a, there was a touch of nostalgia there from, like I said, it, it freaking me out as a kid, which it absolutely doesn't as an adult. You know, so it was that little, that little bit of nostalgia. But I really don't think that uh, the, the nostalgia really doesn't play a factor here for me in that score. I just think it's, I think it's underrated. Like, you know, again, uh, I, I can't, I've, I've said it, I know I've said it enough, but you know how I do on the podcast. I like to repeat myself because I love the sound of my own voice. 
it's just it's just fun. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. Six point five. It's a fun Halloween movie. And if some and some people might be freaked out about it. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting if you get freaked out about it. Send us an email. <laughs> we know there is, but there is something very important that we I really should mention. There is one aspect of the Ouija board that is exceptionally that is true. Let's I mean let let's be real just for a second here on the podcast. Ouija boards tend to grow hair. And you before you can't use the planchette on a Ouija board when there's too much hair on it. And you know, I was cutting it with scissors. I tried, you know, other things like different clippers, but I found the Manscaped 4.0, Lawnmower 4.0. And let me tell you, that keeps my Ouija board smooth as a baby's butt. Mm-hmm. And and when you get the pack the Lawnmower 4.0 package using the code revisited at checkout, not only do you get free shipping, you get 20% off. So there's no excuse for your Ouija boards to be hairy, uh, as well as your nostrils or your ears either, because the uh, Weed Whacker, I've said it before, if you heard it, if you listened mm-hmm. to previous episodes, uh, it's the best nose trimmer slash ear trimmer I've ever used in my life. My nostrils are nice and uh, manscaped, <laughs> to coin the, the company, yeah. the company name. But yeah, go to manscaped.com, 20% off using the code REVISITED and free shipping, which let me tell you, in my, my actual line of work in promotional products and corporate wear and all that kind of stuff in the family business, shipping costs are obscene right now. And free shipping is a huge plus whenever you're shopping for anything. So check out our friends at Manscaped, manscaped.com, use the code REVISITED, get you 20% off. <laughs> oh, I watch this, Jesse. Whoop. <laughs> Visual joke on audio podcast, but it's a scene where Tony Katane's dreaming gets her head chopped off. Uh, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, oh, b- by the way, there is no occult store in Big Bear. By the way, just so oh, you know. Bummer. Uh, and uh, honestly, I, I kept watching this scene with Autumn. Like th- that building, like it kind of looks like familiar, like a spot that we thought we might remember from Big Bear, but I'm sure it's not because this was 30 plus years ago. Mm. But anyway, yeah. Thanks to our friends at Manscaped for sponsoring Asia Visited. Uh, but in the real world, again, wide release for this film was March 13th, 1987. Seven days later after this film, AZT was approved by the U.S. FDA for use in the treatment of HIV AIDS, being one of the biggest advancements uh, in AIDS treatment, which was so that's a huge, huge deal. And speaking of huge deals, four days after that, on the 24th, Michael Eisner, CEO of Walt Disney, and the French Prime Minister and future President of France, Jacques Chirac, uh, signed an agreement to construct the 4,800-acre Euro Disney Resort, which, of course, originally was called Euro Disney. was a massive failure. They revamped it, and now it's just called Disneyland Paris. Uh, and it's a big hit now, or it's, it's pretty popular now. Uh, when we were overseas for my brother's wedding, and we went from Italy to Paris to London, we did go to, you know, we called it Euro Disney, but the magnet that we got from there says Disneyland Paris. So, but I mean, it's, it's just Disneyland. It's just Disneyland over there. It's laid out different. It's really cool. Uh, they had, I think they had the Rat, Ratatouille ride before they brought it uh, to Orlando. So we got to ride it, you know, long before it was over here on American shores. Uh, but yeah, so that kind of gives you a little time stamp in history as to when which board came out. But uh, back to the future this week, some couple of things to talk about. But uh, Jesse, let's start with you while I take mm-hmm. a sip of my ice cold beverage. Uh, any new movies, games, music, anything of note? Oh, man. You know me, always working and all that stuff. But um, no, nah, we just uh, 
I can't think of anything I've watched recently. I've, so many things are adding to the want to watch list that I'm getting behind mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I've been trying to, uh, you know, we perform music a lot and that's been taking up a lot of our time. Um, it's been fun, like reconnecting to some people we talked about before the podcast and hopefully start shooting some flicks again. Uh, we recently uploaded our first TikTok for 80s Revisited. So, and that, I think that also went on our. Oh, I don't think it's gone on our Instagram reels. We'll have to talk about that afterwards. But yeah, I think it was on Facebook or something because I saw it. I'm like, wait a second, did we get hacked? Because I didn't post anything. <laughs> and then I saw it was relevant to the show, and I was like, oh, it has to be Jesse then. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think it was on Facebook or something, like a Facebook story as well as TikTok or something. Or yeah, I, I, did, I saw it myself, and it I was going through my scared files. Me for a second. <laughs> I was going through my files, just clicking to see. Like everything we record just gets thrown in with like a generic title. So unless I change the title, I don't know what it is. And I was going through and I didn't change the name of that episode yet. And so I just clicked in to see what it was. And I clicked on that part where we discovered this the 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 Wreck It Ralph armistly yeah. guy. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's funny. I I'm gonna make a little short of that. <laughs> and so yeah, made that a made that a short. But uh yeah, if you're on uh if you're a TikToker type person, follow us over there. Um, TikTokers but, don't watch 80s movies. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, if we put out the content, then, you know, maybe we maybe could uh, get some people watching some 80s stuff. That's yeah. true. Changing hearts and minds. That's that. I mean, that's what I try, try to do with the board game stream. I try to bring people that aren't board gamers into it, you know, showing some uh, things they might like, you know. So, Absolutely. So, yeah. So let, let's bring the youth in. <laughs> we need the support of the children. <laughs> yeah. I believe children are the future. Whatever song that is. I know it's a song. Can't, I don't remember what song it is. I mean, but, uh, when it comes to like, uh, my wife is a teacher and she says like a lot of the kids, they don't listen to stuff that comes out now. They listen to stuff from the 90s. You know, It's just like, I was listening to someone else that said their kid was into Yacht Rock. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> listening to Hall of Notes and stuff. It's just like, you know, stuff back then was made better. So, yeah, that's awesome, though. That's, you know, you know, don't that's here. here let me do a quick public service announcement. Remember, <laughs> there's just just for everybody listening, you know, when when the younger generation discovers 80s movies like this podcast is centric to or older stuff that we had when we grew up that remember, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You don't need to say, oh, I was doing that when I was a kid. What are y'all doing doing this? Mm-hmm. Don't say that enjoy that like be like join in the conversation like hell yeah man i love that movie when i was a kid what'd you like about it what's you know encourage, encourage that yeah. you know don't don't you know and i hate the word gatekeeping i'm using that very sarcastically in this regard but you know <laughs> it's like don't be the dude that like sees somebody wearing a nirvana shirt and be like hey name me three nirvana songs other than smells like teen spirit yeah and say, say oh man dude i like nirvana too i grew up with that man what's our you know that's a great, it's a great convert, you know, let it be a, an intro to a possible friendship or, you know, a, a good conversation, you know, so not that any of our listeners do that, but there might, you know, you never know who's listening because we get a lot of downloads. So just mm-hmm. in case, just remember, you know, don't, don't be the old man yelling at a cloud when it comes <laughs> to, you know, some of this stuff, you know, let, let, you know, if people are enjoying something that remember, that's a good thing. That's always a good thing. You know, and I mean, I'll admit, I feel the same way. Like when, uh, let's like, uh, you know, um, like I, I always liked Halloween three, the movie Halloween three, 
even as a kid, I thought it was creepy with the mask and just, you know, of course, like, oh, where's Michael Myers? Uh, which was, but as a kid, I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine because the movie's still creepy. You know, so I liked it back then. But Halloween 3 is now like revered. It's, it, it's, it's definitely more, much more respected than it used to be. And that's a good thing that more people are discovering and more people are realizing that, hey, it's actually pretty entertaining and pretty messed up at the end, <laughs> to be honest, which we've covered on the podcast. We've done, done Halloween 3 on the podcast. Um, most of the kids in the, wor- in the world die. So that's pretty damn bleak, if you ask me. Higher body count than our boy Michael Myers could ever do. You know, so when when people find something that you like, you know, be part of that conversation with them. You know, don't try to, you know, someone's like, I see somebody with a witchboard shirt. I'm going to talk to that person. I'm not going to say, where'd you get that? Why are you wearing that shirt? You had seen that movie. Probably if they're wearing it, like, yeah. honestly. Now, now, let's be honest. Do I believe that Kim Kardashian listens to Slayer? No, <laughs> no, not at all. You know, so I, 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 I get, I understand, you know, I'm, I'm being facetious here. You know, there, some people do wear stuff or do talk about stuff just because it's cool. But hey, you know what? If you, the thing is, when, when you, you, you got to be the smart one in that, in that conversation. When you know they haven't really seen it or, or like just wearing something, encourage them to discover it. Talk about how awesome it is. Let them actually, you know, educate, again, like Jesse was saying, educate, you know, don't, uh, I was trying to think of something that rhymes with educate that would play into that. Uh, like educate, don't, uh, hesitate, uh, appropriate. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure something out in, in a later episode, probably five minutes after we're done recording, but mm-hmm. you get the picture. But, uh, I did see a couple of things that I'd like to mention because it is a spooky season. In addition to older films, have seen a couple of new ones, uh, of course, the, the big release this week was Halloween in speaking of our boy, Michael Myers. And uh, the reaction online is very, very divisive about this one. Uh, I'm not going to go into spoiler territory because it is still very new. Uh, so I'll just give my, my thought, my feelings on it. The first time, I, the second it ended, I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, what what is happening? Like now, I understood everything that happened for those of you that have seen it, but I was still like, this is how we're ending it, like like this, uh, because my my biggest complaint was with the film is that it do, it's almost like Halloween Kills, which is the one that happened. You know, the this trilogy was Halloween twenty eighteen, Halloween Kills, and now Halloween ends. Halloween, it's like this one just disregards everything that happened for the most part, story wise and character wise. And even in 2018, and just kind of makes a four-year jump and everything's fine and like different, it's like, okay, that's okay, but that's not where it got left off at the end of Kills. So that's, that was what jaded or uh, really influenced my initial viewing of it. Now, I haven't watched it again for the second time. I haven't watched Ends again. But uh, the more I think about it, I, I have warmed to it a bit to where I'm, you know, it's, after I watched it the first time, I was like, this is the worst one. Like, this is, like, how, like, this is just, what were they thinking? To quote another, more not YouTuber, <laughs> technically, but a very famous <laughs> YouTuber uh, called The Angry Video Game Nerd. But uh, the more I think about it, like, I really, I do like it, but I also hate that the, the, the way the story is told. And by that, again, I mean how you have, this is a trilogy and, you know, you look at Star Wars, Star Wars Empire Jedi, oh, it's a unified trilogy. This current Halloween trilogy, or the David Gordon Green trilogy, however you want to put it, the Hollow Green trilogy, as I've heard other podcasts kind of label it, uh, it's like they made the first one, waited to hear what people said, course corrected, 
and for Halloween kills, and then course corrected again for this for ends, and it's to me is just like there's too much. There's like I don't know. So again, do I hate it as much as I did when it first when I first finished watching it? No. Have I warmed up to it? Yes. Do I do I think it's one of the best in the series? Absolutely not. So uh, without spoiling anything, like I said, or trying to spoil anything, because like I said, it's still pretty new. But I did see another movie that's new that I won't spoil either called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And that's an A24 film. Uh, so some people are turned off by that already because it's A24. Uh, elevate, you know, quote unquote, elevated horror, which is a stupid hmm. term. But, um, but Bodies, Bodies, Bodies was really, fun, was really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I, do, I, I mean, I recommend Halloween Ends too because I don't care how stupid a Friday the 13th, a Halloween, or a Nightmare on Elm Street movie is. If that is part of the title... I'm going to watch it no matter what. Whether I love it when it's over or hate it, I'm going to pay money for the next Halloween. Because, we, yeah, we know, you know, oh, the, you know, we're going to have a definitive ending. Oh, don't worry. This franchise is not going to die. It will be back in a few years. They're going to let it sit now and then come bring it back again. To, you know, if there's one thing for certain, it's death taxes and a slasher villain in this world. But uh, Bodies, 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 or Bodies Times 3, however you want to put it. Uh, it's got Pete Davidson in it. Uh, you might, if you, that might help you recognize it if you might have seen it in passing, but he's in it. Uh, really good cast. Uh, it's only like, I think it's like an hour and a half or an hour and 40. It does seem like a, a bit longer than it is. It's a little, the pacing is kind of like fast, slow, fast, slow. So it, it does seem a little uneven, but it's, it's, it's really, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Uh, it's kind of a one and done watch maybe for, for some people, but I thought it was enjoyable. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, so I do recommend that. And, I, and again, I do recommend Halloween Ends, uh, especially if you're a, a fan of, you know, the franchise. You, you have to watch it. Whether you like it or you hate it or you love it or you hate it or you're somewhere in between like me, you're still going to have, a, you know, it's still worth it. You got to see them all. You know, it's like Pokemon. You got to see them all if you want to be a, <laughs> a horror fan. But yeah, so that's all I've seen. Oh, the soundtrack for Halloween Ends and Bodies, 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 both of them really good. Of course, John Carpenter returns to do the soundtrack for Halloween Ends. I think it's the least best of the three trilogy, uh, Holly Green trilogy, I think the uh, I think the first one might be the best. The uh, Halloween twenty eighteen soundtrack uh, with just that revamped score, the Halloween triumphant uh, one at the end, and then the uh, the Shape pursues Allison track is really good uh, on the original uh, twenty eighteen Halloween by John Carpenter. So check that out. And the bodies, bodies, bodies. I think the soundtrack was done by Disasterpiece. I I, I think I'm I'm pretty sure. Uh, but good soundtrack as well on that one. If you like, you know, kind of the synthy stuff, atmospheric stuff, very, very well done. So that's all I've seen new, at least. Of course, I've seen a lot of horror movies since we talked, but those are the new ones that have come out. And then, uh, let's see, I think, I think that's kind of, I'm trying to think, uh, Terrifier 2's in theaters, but it's not on streaming, but, uh, Barbarian. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a horror movie that's going to be coming to streaming before Halloween. So I'm looking forward to catching that. Uh, before the spooky season is over at midnight, November 1st, mm -hmm. All Saints Day. So, but yeah, I don't know nothing about Barbarian. I just know Justin Long's in it, and it's supposed to be really good. And the less, less you know, the better it is. So definitely looking forward to it uh, later on in the month. Actually, maybe this week coming up, this week or next week, but it's coming soon. But anyway, as we mentioned before, email us at 80sRevisited at gmail.com on Facebook, 80sRevisited Podcast, on Instagram, 80s underscore revisited. And shout outs to our friends far and near. Well, they're both far from me. 
but one's near to Jesse and one's also far from Jesse. But uh, yeah. of course, uh, Cajun Toy Review with uh, good friend John and their, his new podcast. And I didn't add it to my notes, John. Sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, two old Cajuns talking about stuff is something like that. I'll, I'll get the correct thing for the next one, I promise. And of course, our good friend Ben, the Tasmanian Devil. I'm sorry, I can't use that anymore because he actually does have a moniker. Ben Doomslayer Wyatt. Uh, down there with TCW in Australia, keeping it real and keeping it 80s. And uh, he actually, hold on, he was on, I got my internet up. He uh, commented on, because he asked if I saw kills, and I think he liked it. He said, he, uh, one sentence review was just like, I liked it. Yeah, he really liked it. He really liked Halloween Ends. Uh, but he said, uh, last, uh, okay, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say what he, it's not necessarily a spoiler, but I want to jade anybody's opinion or knowing if something's coming up or have an expectation for it. So I'm not going to repeat that, but uh, yeah, our good friend Ben really liked it. So uh, there you go. Hmm. I say, check it out. And of course, leave a review, good or bad. We don't care. All we care about is that if you do leave a bad review that you, you, you know, you explain your stance as to why you didn't give us five or four or three stars. So just let us know. Cause you know, we're, 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 we're totally in love with creative criticism. We're not in love with random partisan politics stemming from a one-second offhanded comment because that's just <laughs> not fair. That's not fair. But as I did mention earlier, next week, continuing the horror of Halloween Horror Month here on 80s Revisited, we'll talk about the Zach Galligan classic, question mark, question mark, question mark, waxwork, which, to be honest, this is I, I know this movie. I've seen the VHS cover for one and part two. I have never seen this movie. Whoa. So I'm really excited to watch Waxwork uh, and talk about it next week. Because it it's not a revisit. It's an actual fresh watch for me. So looking forward to that. And then, of course, week after that, we will close out the month with the, which I say is an absolute classic, the OG Warlock with Julian Sands, an underrated actor, if there ever was one, in my opinion. Should have been in more movies in the 80s as the villain, for sure. But more on that week after next. So next week, your homework is to watch Waxwork. I would be willing to bet it is probably streaming for free. On YouTube, or you can watch it on Plex for possibly free, as it says right there on IMDb. Yeah, I don't think this is on YouTube actually. It was just uh, which board was, and the the two that you just mentioned um, are not, as far as I recall. Gotcha. So there you go. Of course, uh, Halloween Kills. If you, I'm sorry, Halloween Ends is on Peacock, and I think Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is on Amazon for like uh, renting. It's on somewhere. Uh, I'm sure everyone yeah, so has next, a uh, DVD of Waxwork sitting around their house somewhere. Yeah, most for most people it might be a coaster. I don't know. Yeah. So dust off your dry off your Waxwork coaster VHS. and check it out. But yeah, all, all I know is that it's got that creepy uh, little person actor on the cover, mm-hmm. and the cover art's really cool. So it looks cool. I don't know if it's like anything related to House of Wax. I have no clue. So I'm really excited to go in blind to watch this movie because I am familiar with, like I said, with the VHS for one and two. Never seen them, and if if I had, I don't know. Maybe I. Mm. Oh, oh! Strangely enough, the little person from Waxwork is also in the sequel to Warlock. It all ties <laughs> together here on Eighties Revisited somehow. Yeah. Six degrees of Eighties Revisited. I don't know. But until next week, everybody, stay safe, stay spooky, watch horror movies, and I hopefully will remain Trey Harris, Jesse Sedgley, Cowabunga! <laughs>